on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks have a winning streak going. How about that? And we'll introduce a new weekly segment today. That's right. We're talking Mighty Ducks on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? It is Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And this episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download it now on the iOS store, the Apple App Store. Yeah, check me out later on this week. I don't know what day I'll be doing in the locker room, but come join me this week as I will talk some Ducks hockey. Maybe talk some Mighty Ducks in the locker room. Who knows? But definitely check out the Locker Room app once again on Apple App Stores and follow me on the Locker Room app at Locked on Ducks. All right. The Ducks, they played a couple of games this past weekend, and I'll admit this right now. I didn't watch either of these games live. I ended up watching them later because I was doing some public address work for indoor soccer. If you guys saw that, yay, great, yeah. Always fun doing some public address, but the Ducks had a couple of wins. Maybe I shouldn't watch games anymore. Maybe I shouldn't watch them live. I'll watch them on delay because every time I seem to live tweet these games, they do poorly, or maybe it's just because Maybe the St. Louis Blues aren't that good of a team. Maybe their record is a residue of who they've played so far this season. And yeah, I know that I haven't been home to watch some of these games live. But looking at these past two games, the Blues don't have the firepower that they used to have. And I'm talking about one player in particular, Alex Petrangelo. They're definitely missing Petrangelo a lot. They're missing Bowmeister a lot. Those are two key guys that you want to have on your lineup if you're the St. Louis Blues. And we'll pick it up with Friday's game first. Uh, that was a pretty significant win for the Ducks because that broke a losing streak one, but they also pounded St. Louis. You had Sam Steele with the goal, Max Jones, Derek Grant, the Elite 1C getting into it, and Ricardo Raquel. I mean, that was one of the best games the Ducks played all season long. They led from start to finish, even that first period. It looked like the Ducks had some good momentum going. They had some good defensive shifts going. And to be quite frank, John Gibson looked really good. Oh, by the way, John Gibson's back. Yay. Good for the Ducks to see Gibby back. Ryan Miller, he had been struggling a lot as of recent. And it was good to get Gibby back between the pipes for that game. It was a 4-1 final score for the Ducks on that one. Uh, that one, you had Zegris and Henrique looking really good with Troy Terry, but Zegris had a couple of horrible shifts in that one. But if you have a bad shift, you don't bench the kid. I mean, he only played 10 minutes on that game, and that was the lowest ice time out of anybody in that game. Even less than any of, oh, I don't know, maybe Max Jones, Sam Steele? No, Trevor Zegris had by far the least amount of ice time. But I hate to say this, look what happened when Zegris left the game. The Ducks did well. The big story on that one, Jamie Drysdale left the game on a very hard hit. He did not play the rest of the game. He he left in the first period. So immediately you think, oh boy, this is not good. You lose your young stud defenseman. So without Drysdale and Zegris, that's when the scoring really took off. So maybe we shouldn't let the kids... No, I'm not going to say that phrase. I would never say that because you should let the kids play. But just unfortunate that Drysdale got hurt on that one. Uh, we were expecting an update on that for tonight's game. 
So we'll hear more about that. Drysdale, once again, was out for the rest of the game. He was out for Sunday's game against these same St. Louis Blues. And that game was not much better for the Blues. But the Ducks, they took a couple of steps back early on in the game because they allowed St. Louis to score a couple of early goals on them. That was a bad defensive shift on that second goal, I thought, for the Ducks. Uh, They looked pretty discombobulated there on that penalty kill. That was one of their worst penalty kills of the season. That's hard for me to say because this used to be the Ducks' bread and butter. Used to be. Not so much anymore. Um, Vladimir Tarasenko got his second of the season. By the way, Ryan O'Reilly had the first goal of the game. But, man, that penalty kill... It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Remember when the Ducks had a top 10 penalty kill? And that has gone completely away. But then I look at the rest of the game. Cam Fowler got his third goal of the season. That was just some great passing all around. It went from point to point to point. Max Jones got it to Ryan Getzloff, who had it behind the net. Passed it to a pretty open Cam Fowler, who was right in the slot. That made it 2-1 St. Louis. Then the third period, the Ducks grew stronger behind Anthony Stolarz. I'll talk about Stoli more in the second part of the show. But Adam Henrique, I think he's back, folks. Uh, First off, Max Jones had a terrific move on that one, but that wasn't why they got the goal. The reason the Ducks got the goal was because of a whoopsie turnover from the St. Louis Blues. I felt bad because Jordan Cairo... He had a perfect pass right to him on the blue line, and he just wiped out. He blew a tire right at the blue line. Oh, boy. It was bad. That's where Max Jones picked up the loose change and got it away from Jordan Cairo. Max Jones went to the left side of the boards, did a spinorama move, passed it to Adam Henrique, who did a little bit of a toe drag, held the puck for a long time, and had the patience to really open up the goaltender for the St. Louis Blues, which happened to be Jordan Binnington. And Binnington opened up just enough for Rico to score that goal, making it 2-2, Henrique's 10th of the season. Then in overtime, the Ducks had the most dominant overtime I've seen all season long. The St. Louis Blues did not get a touch. Well, they got one touch, and that was it. That wasn't even possession. They chipped the puck away on one end. That was their only touch in overtime. That was it. Anaheim held the puck for the most part. And to end the game, uh, Jakob Silverberg he passed it back to Josh Manson, who then passed it right back to Anthony Stolarz. But Stolarz had the presence of mind. And watching that on replay over and over again, I thought this was the perfect way to end the game. Stolarz gathered the puck, had a perfect outlet pass to Josh Manson, who took advantage of a very tired St. Louis Blues defense, and that ended up being the game-winning goal. Josh Manson, his first of the season. Manson is back, folks, and he looked good. And guess who got the primary assist? Anthony Stolarz. That is a 3-2 overtime victory for the Ducks, And I'll talk more about Stolarz on the second part of this show. But first, let's talk about betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And they have all the games going on. 
March Madness is still going on. And hey, guess what? Four West Coast teams are still in it. Gonzaga, Oregon State, USC, and UCLA. Three Pac-12 teams. Who says the Pac-12 sucks, guys? If you want to bet on these games in the next couple days, it's the Elite Eight. Go to betonline.ag. They have March Madness, NBA, MLB is back, NHL is in full swing. Check all that out on BetOnline. On your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus. Once again, that's betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. We're going to talk a little bit about Stoli and introduce a new segment after these brief messages. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, presented by the Locker Room app. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to talk a little bit more about my favorite goaltender, Anthony Stolarz. That's right, Stoli got the big win yesterday. He was massive in goal. Oh, man. He stopped 38 of 40 shots. He saw... 40 shots, but the thing I was most impressed with Anthony Stolarz was his puck control, his rebound control. He didn't let off many juicy rebounds. In fact, that was probably the best thing about his game. St. Louis was frustrated because they tried to crash the net, and there was nothing in front of them as far as big rebounds goes. So Stolarz came up huge, but he's been huge like this for a long, long time. Last season with the San Diego Goals, he stood on his head and led the Goals to an excellent record last season. He would have been the starting goaltender for the Goals for their playoff run had it not ended early due to COVID. Something else about Stolarz. His last start for the Ducks was all the way back in March 11th, 2020. If that date sounds familiar, it's significant because remember... That was the last game before everything shut down. That was the makeup game from the Bowmeister incident. So his last start was against this same team, but this is not the same team he faced last time. This is a different Blues team. March 11, 2020, last time he started. Last night was his first victory since February 22nd, 2019 at Minnesota when he was a member of the Philadelphia Flyers. Back in the gritty mask days. I will always bring that up with Anthony Solars is the gritty mask. And I know Philadelphia fans love him. They miss him a lot. I I love that gritty mask. So once again, first victory in over two seasons. A much deserved victory. Congrats to Stoli. One more key thing. Anthony Solars got the primary assist on that Manson goal. He's the first Ducks goaltender to get a primary assist on a game-winning overtime goal. So once again, congrats to Anthony Stolarz of the Anaheim Ducks on his first victory in a couple seasons. I hope he gets a couple more this season because that guy is really deserving. He's been through it this season. He's been on the taxi squad, up with the Ducks, down with the goals. He's moved around so much. He deserves to be the backup goalie. And the Ducks' future. He deserves that shot 
big time. All right. So starting today, we're going to introduce a new segment that's going to be every week. It'll be every Monday we're going to do this because as you may or may not be aware, a new series began on Disney Plus. And I know this is a Ducks podcast, but I can't help but talk about it because the series happens to be called Mighty Ducks. And this is a Mighty Ducks podcast. So, of course, I'm going to talk about it. I mean, hey, I'm a Disney freak myself. I'll admit it. I've had my Disney pass for ages. (laughs) I won't say how long. But I'm a Disney person. I love me some Mighty Ducks. When I first heard this was coming out, I said, oh, I'm watching this. I'm definitely going to watch this. So this will be a new weekly thing where I will talk about Mighty Ducks Game Changers, the new series out on Disney+. Plus. Hey, would I rather talk about this Ducks team right now, or would I rather talk about a series that everyone is talking about? I want to talk about the series that everyone's talking about, because I thought it wasn't too bad of a debut. So just to refresh everyone's memory, this is kind of like a remake. Not a remake, but, you know, just... In the future, this is from the Mighty Ducks film franchise, Mighty Ducks D2, D3. It all stems from that. And we have at least one cast member from that original film franchise returning. And it is none other than Emilio Estevez reprising his role as coach Gordon Bombay. Yes, he is back and better than ever. Looking a little bit scruffy, but it was really cool to see all that come together come to fruition Uh, it starts off by having the ducks practicing at their home rink and by the way did anybody else catch some of the references that were made from the original film franchise i'll share a couple of easter eggs with you because there was a lot of good ones first off the arena that they play at hendrix is back they play at the hendrix hockey pavilion the home of the mighty ducks if you recall From part two, D2, Hendrix was the major sponsor of Team USA. Remember when Coach Bombay got Hendrix in the trash can? He put it in flames and he said, this is a distraction. That was Hendrix. Now Hendrix has come roaring back and they own the hockey pavilion that the Mighty Ducks play at. We've come full circle here. Aside from that, the big thing that I want to talk about is the new logo. That new logo, I think, is amazing. It's incredible. And also the colors. The color scheme of it is very similar to the classic Mighty Ducks, the purple and green. I like it. This is how I personally would imagine these jerseys to be redone. But I'll talk more about that next week. Uh, Some other key things. Lauren Graham. I love Lauren Graham. I think she is an absolute treat. Loved her on Gilmore Girls. She's back with kind of that same attitude that she has. And she does a great job. A fantastic job here. And there's some other little things that I want to talk about. But we'll get to that in the third part of this podcast. First, let's talk about Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar in the land. And folks, it is the enticing eight on the Built Bar bracket. Vote today. Today's matchup is the last one in the enticing eight. Caramel Brownie versus Coconut brownie chunk. Both of those flavors are fantastic. I like them both personally. I think they're really good. You cannot go wrong with either one. Caramel brownie has that gooey caramelness with a little bit of brownie. And coconut brownie chunk 
actually has brownie chunks inside of it. It is delicious. They are both low calorie, low sugar, high in protein. So check that out on the built bar bracket. Today is the last day of the Elite Eight or the Enticing Eight. Then we go to the final four or the flavorful four. The last four are cookies and cream, cookie dough chunk, mint brownie, and the winner of today's matchup. So go over to BuiltBar.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar. And while you're there, check out all the fantastic Built Bar products on there. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar. Once again, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 gets you 15% off your next order of Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar in the land. Coming up after the second intermission, we're going to talk a little bit more about Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're brought to you by rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Maybe you're like me and you drive a Toyota or you're like my friends who drive Fords or Chevys or whatever. RockAuto.com has the parts for you. Why spend full retail price when you could spend half of that at RockAuto.com? They have all the parts you need, and they come right to your front door. In the How Did You Hear About Us box, tell them that Locked On Ducks sent you. They've been family-owned and operated for over 20 years. So once again, that's RockAuto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. All right, we're talking about the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. One thing that a lot of fans already love about this series, and I've seen a lot of tweets about this, is the fact that there's not only a female hockey player, but an Indian hockey player. That's right. Um, And I actually had to look this up. Swayam Baitia, who plays the character of Sophie. Sophie is an Indian girl who ends up joining the team. A lot of folks are ecstatic about that, that we're not only seeing players of color, but we're seeing players of different races on this team. It is really cool to see. Um, If you guys don't already know, the series starts off as kind of a reboot of the old Mighty Ducks films. And it starts off with Evan Morrow, who's a 12-year-old kid who tries to make the Mighty Ducks 12U team, or sorry, the 12 and over team, but he does not make the team. He ends up being cut from the Mighty Ducks. That's how it starts. So then he starts his own hockey team with his buddy Nick. So Nick in this series, I'm already going to love this kid, but man, I took a little bit offense when he said to that line that he has a podcast body. Yeah, come on. I'm a podcaster. I don't have a podcast body. I play hockey. I don't have a podcast body. Excuse me? What? I'm only kidding, of course. I mean, did I take offense to that? Eh, not really. I mean, I'm only joking around. It was fun to listen to that line. Uh, But I did love the little details in Evan's room. He had the Minnesota Wilds cap behind him. He had the Mighty Ducks poster that said, Eat, Sleep, Quack, Repeat. That was really cool to see. So good on Evan for having a really well-decorated room. But man, those jerseys are sick. They're completely sick. 
Also, the new goalie on the team is going to be very good. I'm not going to spoil too much of it. But I did like that we had a little bit of the old Mighty Ducks film score in this series so far. Just a little bit here and there. Already there are a couple leitmotifs in the music when Gordon Bombay comes out. I thought that was really cool just from a musical standpoint. And I kind of laughed that the kid that wore the Toronto Maple Leafs jersey didn't know how to freaking skate. <laughs> like, there's just something so comical about that. That, oh, I'm wearing a Maple Leafs jersey, I should automatically be good. <laughs> no, not the case. Not that I'm saying it's anything reflective of the actual Maple Leafs team. The actual Leafs are good. But the kid wearing that jersey is supposed to be good and he's not. Yeah, it was it was great. But my initial thoughts, I think Emilio Estevez coming back is going to be key for this series. I'm really curious to see how his character development widens during this series. Uh, there's going to be a new episode coming out every week up until uh, May. So we're going to have a new episode per week. So every Monday on this podcast, we'll be talking about the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. And I know a lot of other of my colleagues, they want to talk about this as well. Some of them still haven't watched it yet, or they said, oh, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. Just wait until they finally watch it. They'll be like, oh, we want to come on. We want to come on and talk about it. Yeah, so there will be guests coming on every Monday when I talk about this series. Once again, The Mighty Ducks Game Changers is on Disney+. Plus. That will do it for today's podcast. The Ducks do have a game today against the Colorado Avalanche. It is a one-off game, and that will conclude their five-game road trip. Still no word about Jamie Drysdale yet. That will surely come later tonight. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. And a bit of a change this week. Goals are not going to be Thursday this week. We're going to talk about the San Diego goals on Wednesday. There's a reason for that. Friday is going to be our mailbag episode. Once again, we do a mailbag episode every other week. So that is coming up this Friday. So if you have a question to ask me, email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. Uh, Please subscribe if you have not already. And follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Thank you all so much for listening. Greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Continue practicing social distancing. Wear a mask. And be kind to one another. And ducks fly together.